This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. It was elegant, expensive and doomed. The greatest shipwreck of all time. This is your Squiz Kids shortcut to the Titanic. The podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Amanda Bauer. And I'm Bryce Corbett. Bryce, before 1912, the word Titanic simply meant to have great force or power. It came from the Titans, a family of giants in Greek mythology. You know, the element titanium, which is extremely strong, has the same root. But when the massive ship liner RMS Titanic sank on April 15, 1912, Titanic came to mean tragic. It sure did. And today we'll take you through why Titanic is the most famous ship and shipwreck in history, how it all went so wrong, and what Titanic looks like today. Listen carefully, there's a squiz at the end. Why? Bryce, back in the early 1900s, people who wanted to travel the world couldn't just go to the airport and book a flight. Ships were really the only way to get around and there was serious competition between two major ship lines, Cunard and White Star, to get passengers to buy tickets on their vessels. In 1907, Cunard launched two ships that would later break speed records for crossing the Atlantic, going from Europe to America. White Star knew they had to do something really special to compete. Yeah, and instead of trying to build an even faster ship, they decided to go for fancy. Ooh la la. (laughs) RMS Titanic was the biggest and most luxurious liner in the world when she set out on April 10, 1912. The ship had a swimming pool a squash court, a gym, beautiful cabins, carved wooden staircases, an Mm. elegant dining room. I've put a link in your episode notes to old photographs showing the opulence, which means luxuriousness, of this ship. It sure was luxurious. Now, because Titanic was so fancy, some of the world's richest and most famous people had bought first-class tickets for her maiden, which means her first, voyage. And none of that luxury really mattered when the ship hit an iceberg and sank on that very first trip. The richest person on the boat was an American businessman called John Jacob Astor IV. He had $2,400 in cash on him when his body was recovered, which is like carrying around $71,000 in your pockets today. Then there was the co-owner of Macy's department store, Isidore Strauss, and his wife, Ida. Ida was actually offered a place in a lifeboat off the ship, which was taking women and children, but she refused to leave her husband. The couple were last seen on the deck of the sinking boat, standing arm in arm. Mm. An eyewitness described it as a most remarkable exhibition of love and devotion. 
Bryce, there were a total of 2,228 people on board Titanic and only about 700 of them survived. Wow, that is remarkable. One of the things that's always pulled at my heartstrings is that the ship's orchestra set up and played on deck as the ship went down. They, along with more than 1,500 people, died that night. Bryce, you asked why the Titanic is so famous. Well, to this day, it remains the greatest loss of life on a ship that wasn't at war. Mm. It was the world's biggest ship at the time. So it had gotten lots of attention during its building and launch and it was super luxurious with lots of famous people on board. Mm -hmm. So it was the most famous ship and then it was the most famous shipwreck. Mm. Titanic was said to be unsinkable and that was obviously tragically wrong. So what happened? What? The first thing to know is that there have been many books written on this topic. There were two official investigations into the sinking. Mm. There was one from the United States and one from England. And there are documentaries that go into great detail, not to mention websites, including something called Encyclopedia Titanica. Oh, yeah. You told me about this before. It's where you can type in passengers' names and learn what happened to them. Let's put a link to that in the episode notes. And done. Hmm. Now, in terms of what went wrong, you obviously can dive into those much more detailed explanations, but here are the main issues. When ships ahead of Titanic warned that there were icebergs ahead, the captain did not slow the ship down. That meant that when it hit the iceberg, it caused more damage. Then there was the fact that it was a very calm night, which meant that the lookouts in the crow's nest of the Titanic couldn't see waves breaking against the icebergs until they were extremely close to them. Once the iceberg was spotted, the first officer ordered that Titanic's engines be put in reverse and the ship turn hard to starboard, which means to the right. The right side of the ship then scraped against the iceberg and water started to flood in to five different compartments at the front or the bow of the ship. The ship had been designed to survive four compartments flooding, but as those five filled, water spilled over into more and more compartments. Wow. Experts actually believe that the ship would have survived if it had hit the iceberg head on and damaged fewer of those compartments. Now, once it was clear that the ship would sink, the Titanic sent out distress signals. The closest boat had turned its wireless off for the night because 24-hour communications were not a thing back then. It therefore took three hours for the closest boat that heard the distress signals to arrive. Many of the people who died that night did so because of hypothermia, that is, being in extremely cold water for three hours. The reason they were in the water was that there weren't enough lifeboats for all the passengers and crew, even though there were actually more than was legally required at the time. Add to that the fact that the crew hadn't done a lifeboat drill, if you can imagine. And they were nervous that if the lifeboats were full, they wouldn't be able to be launched from the sinking ship. An extra 400 people could have survived if the lifeboats had been full. The ship's captain never sounded a general alarm on the boat, so some passengers and even some crew didn't realise how bad the situation was until it was too late. All of which is to say, a lot of things went wrong that night. 
And the silver lining, perhaps, of this tragedy is that the next year in 1913, the very first international conference for safety of life at sea was held. So new rules required that every ship have lifeboat space for each passenger and crew, something that honestly seems a bit obvious to me, but anyway, (laughs) that lifeboat drills be held for each voyage. And because other ships hadn't heard those distress signals, that ships maintain a 24-hour radio watch. Wow. So where is Titanic today? Where? Well, I did put a map in your episode notes, but essentially the Titanic is 4,000 metres below sea level in the Antarctic Ocean. It's south of Newfoundland in Canada, and it's really not very far from where she set off those distress signals. Within days of the ship sinking, people talked about finding the wreck, but four kilometres below the sea is a long way down. And those seas above can be pretty fierce. The wreck site itself is pitch black and there were really strong ocean currents. So it wasn't actually until 1985 that the first video images of the Titanic were sent from a submersible vessel. Right. I've popped some video into your episode notes, but basically the wreck is covered in something that scientists call rusticles. They look a lot like icicles, but they're rust-coloured formations that have been created by microscopic animals that are eating the wreck. Wow. But some items have been salvaged, meaning rescued, from the wreck, haven't they? Yes, exactly. So nearly 6,000 items have been retrieved by those submersible vehicles, and they're worth more than $100 million. Wow. I've put links in your episode notes to images of some of them. There are, you know, women's gloves, and pyjamas and pots and pans and Mm. all sorts of incredible things, instruments from the orchestra. It's eerie seeing them and thinking that they've essentially come up from an underwater graveyard. Now, Bryce, it should be noted that some people think it's wrong to disturb and remove things from the wreck because it is the resting place of so many people. And then there are other people who think that it's important to preserve the historical objects that would otherwise decay underwater. Mm, That is quite the conundrum. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What was wrong with the lifeboats on the Titanic? Well, there was nothing wrong with them. There just weren't enough of them. Exactly. Question number two. Why didn't a nearby ship come and rescue people from the Titanic? Yet their radio was switched off for the night. They didn't hear the signals. Question number three. How far below sea level is the Titanic's wreck? That's right. 4,000 metres or four kilometres below sea level. It's a long way Long, long way. Bryce, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, how, where, when and why. Of the Titanic. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. 